The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. Our scripture comes from Luke 22. Uh, you may be seated. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said, they said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is finished in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table." For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man whom he has betrayed. And they began to question one another, and uh, which of of them it could be um, who was going to do this. This is the uh, reading of the Lord. Mr. Barry. If we haven't met, I'm Pastor Barrett. It's a pleasure to be with you all this evening. Looking back... On Maundy Thursday, I can remember the, well, the first Maundy Thursday I can remember, I was in fifth grade. I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the springtime, there are very special things that happen, and they're called tornadoes, right? My birthday was April 26th. It seemed always, I guess it still is April 26th, uh, it seemed, hopefully, it seemed always around that time between Easter and my birthday, there were tornadoes happening, But in Oklahoma, you know the drill, and you do the drill well. Sirens go on, step outside to see if it's actually time to go down, maybe turn on the news at that point, because there it's so precise. This block needs to take shelter. This block, maybe think about going inside. That's how it works there. So as a person in Tulsa on Maundy Thursday, looking back, I remember in the service, uh, halfway through the service, in a big stone church, I heard sirens go off. I was kind of looking around, and I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. I'm like, what are we going to do here? What's this going to look like? Stone church, I bet we'll be all right. But I'm looking around, and and what did the pastor do? He powered through like a professional that wasn't worried about his flock, right? And so we, we powered through... And looking back, I just remember, well, I guess we were fine. We all went to Italian food afterwards. It was wonderful. Looking back or remembering, or as the Hebrew people said, zakar, or zakaring, was 
and is one of the most important things you can do. And this meal, this Passover meal that, uh, that Jesus and his disciples were celebrating in the upper room was them looking back. It was them looking back on God's grace on his people in the Old Testament. And we, we celebrate with one cup when we do the Lord's Supper, but when they celebrated, they celebrated with four cups. And those four cups um, come from Exodus 6, verses 6 through 7. And we're going to have this on the screen and stop at a couple points through here. And each cup had a certain significance. It had a certain significance for them when they were having and remembering and looking back at this Passover meal. And it has a certain significance for us as Christians on the other side of Jesus. The first cup... The first cup is reminding them, reminding a good Jewish person, which Jesus and his disciples were, that he was going to bring them out. It says, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. If you don't know the big story, the God's people were in slavery for under four, over 400 years. And they had burdens upon them. I want you guys to build bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks. You'll build these amazing things with bricks. You're going to struggle, we're going to make it harder for you to build bricks. The weight, the burden on their shoulders was heavy and heavy and heavy. So in the process of God delivering his people, he says, I'm going to bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I love that because that's what God did for his people then. He brought them out. He made them something different. He made them. He set them apart. And so when they looked back, they remembered he took us out from under the burdens and he set us apart from all the people. As Christians, when we read this, we look back and we remember when we think about this cup, he set us apart. He said, you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy people. You're set apart. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. We all approach this table each Sunday with different things, needing different things, wanting different things, having different things that are burdening and laying on our hearts. But when we look and think about this cup, he says, I'll bring you out. I'm going to give you a purpose. The second cup, in the second cup, he says, I will deliver you from slavery to them. And I, I'll stop there. He says, I'll deliver you from slavery to them. 400 years. How long has the U.S. been around? Like two and some change, right? A little bit. 250 years almost, coming up pretty soon. 400 years they were in slavery. God says, I want to deliver you. You need deliverance. You need to physically have a relocation of where you live. He says, I'm going to remove you from the empire of Egypt, and I'm going to give you freedom in a promised land. If you approach this table, and you feel like you need deliverance, it's there for you. 
It's there for you. As Christians, we look at this and say, we haven't been delivered from a physical empire, but we've been delivered from darkness to light. From darkness to light. We have our deliverance. The third cup. When we think about the Lord's Supper, this is the cup that they drank from. When we remember, we remember this cup specifically. This cup is fascinating. I know that Acts Leander and Acts Lakeline have both uh, over Lent. Uh, we've looked at the story of Ruth. And what does the story of Ruth mean? And in that story, there's uh, a key word there and a key concept, and that's redemption. Redemption. I, it's a physical, it's a financial term that it's not, it's I'm going to buy you back. And so your God says, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. That outstretched arm, by the way, is not just like, oh, it's like a powerful outstretched arm. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. He says, I will buy you back. I want you not to, to live under a debt or a burden, but I want to buy you back because you're worth it. And when they looked back, that's what they remembered. They remembered their story. But as Christians, under the grace of the cross and under uh, this meal, his, we're, we are bought back by one thing, and we're going to celebrate it tomorrow. It's by his blood. That was shed for us. That was the price of him buying us back. And I think that means one thing, like up here, but it means in another sense that he claims us. And no matter what you walk to this table with, a lot of us are looking to be claimed by something, and it's easy for us to put identities or things or attributes on ourselves. But when we look, he bought us back. That's the ultimate thing. He claims us. You don't have to try to do it for yourself anymore. And finally, with the fourth cup, he says, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. He says, I will take you. I will take you. When the Jewish people looked back, they had a very distinct identity put on them. They said, this is our God and we are his people. And it doesn't go, oh, will you please take me? Here's what I've done for you. Because that doesn't work. That's not how he designed us. He reached out and said, I accept you. You're accepted. I will take you to be my people. And you know what? I'm going to be your God. And I think this is probably one of the things that we need to hear the most. I will be your God. Be my people. So when we come up to this table, we can come with lots of things. And I know with all the people in here, we, we do come with lots of things. I'm carrying something different than you and you and you. We're all carrying different things when we come up to this table. But this table, it's God's assurance for us. In a very strange way, in a very real, but a very mysterious way. He's like, I'm going to use bread 
and wine to tell you that I love you, that you're redeemed, that I claim you, that I will deliver you, and that I will bring you out. When we look back, that's what we look to. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for allowing us to approach your table. We thank you for allowing us to come here and to be reminded of what you have for us. Each of us come with something different, and you have something special to say to each of us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your acceptance. We thank you for your forgiveness. Amen. Looking back, that day went similar to most of the others. We followed Jesus, and he spoke to those who approached. He healed the sick and broke. He invited every foot to follow him. He knelt to the sunken, the lost, and assured hearts he came to save them. He listened to their stories with a grin, and most fumbled their words. But he showed patience and slowly stretched out his hopeful hands. And when he stretched them, then did they begin to understand who was this one man. And looking back to that night, that was the night that brought us all closer. Out our second story window, the city glowed bright as the wind blew in, mixing with our banter. And the conversation fell when Jesus rose, not from the grave, but from the floor. Days before, a serious look came across his face as we sat up straight. And with a basin full and a towel, he knelt to our feet. And the water swallowed our dirty souls as his hands washed clean the dark, deep stain they carried, the dirt of the room taken on by one. And his hands soaked wet in our mud while we sat spotless in the shadow of a king, but he looked at us no different than before. And in that moment, we were one. All of us together under the same roof at the same table, we were one. And looking back, This all makes more sense. Those final days he served, he washed, he taught, and he broke bread all before he bled. He knew our time was coming down to the line in a few short hours. We'd betray and he'd be led away. He'd be left hung dry to die. And all we'd be left with were memories and words of life. And looking back, it was the common things he used to show us his love, to connect us as one. Water words, bread, and wine. He intently spoke words of love, and those words we still speak to love one another just as he, to wash each other's feet, to remember him when we meet. Welcome to the table. The same table we sat with the King of Kings, the same table we sat where he washed our stain clean, the same table where love is seen, the same table where bread and wine come alive, the same table where hope survives, the same table where a seat has been left open for you. Welcome to the table. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.